you can't be great at everything. In fact, really, it, the older I get and the longer I do this, I recognize that I'm better off picking just a few things that I know I'm good at and focusing on those. Recognize and admit with no embarrassment the deficiencies, the things that I'm not great at. And there are many, many things I'm not great at. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners or what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on innovation, disruption, women entrepreneurship, DEI, gig economy, remote economy, even the cannabis industry. Think about these industries and these disruptive technologies that really sometimes aren't as disruptive, but there's people that are just paying attention to what the market needs and they're providing that. So really think about the things that are quote unquote outside of the norm, but really help entrepreneurship to grow and fully develop. I think it's an extremely exciting time when you're talking about any type of innovation or disruption, because I think that there's so many opportunities and needs that aren't felt that are starting to be be filled by different groups, different organizations, or even different industries. So what I want you to do is sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jerry Miller of Clouticity. Jerry, it's awesome to have you on the show. Good morning, Gresham. No problem. Super excited to have you on and, and super excited to, to, to do this interview with you. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Jerry so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Jerry is the CEO of Clouticity. And Jerry is a serial entrepreneur and healthcare fanatic with over 30 years in the technology industry. And prior to Clouticity, Jerry was brought in as the chief operating officer at ePrize. He turned around a failing company that was eventually sold for a fourfold return on the initial private equity investment. And before ePrize, Jerry Jerry spent eight years at Microsoft, first as the chief tech, tech, technology officer for the U.S. Central Region, and then running the global business unit that oversaw General Motors, Microsoft's second largest customer, growing that account from over 20, 20 multi-million dollars to over 100 multi-million dollars in three years. Prior to Microsoft, Jerry spent nearly a decade in the technology consulting and startup industry, and he holds all five AWS certifications. Jerry, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am. Thank you. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to kick everything off, I wanted to, to jump in the time machine and, and go back to what led you to get started. Could you take us through your CEO story of you get started with your business? Absolutely. So I've always been uh, pretty fanatical about healthcare. My opinion is that healthcare is a misnomer in the U.S. Um, because we generally don't take care of healthy people. Uh, we take care of sick people. And so I, I call our system a sick care system. Uh, there's something fundamentally broken where uh, the sicker you are and the more complex the procedures that, that doctors have to perform to get you healthier, the more money they make. And so the sicker you are, the more money your doctors make. There, there's something broken with that. And about a decade ago, I finally saw a path to leveraging some of the technology um, experience that I have 
to try to move the needle and, and, and help fix that inherentness, uh, in, in, inherent broken um, aspect of the healthcare industry. So about a decade ago, there, there were a few things that came together to form the perfect storm around how technology could really drive the healthcare uh, industry forward. The first was regulatory. There, there were two major regulatory changes that took place um, about a decade ago. Uh, the first was the High Tech Act that, among other things, mandated the adoption of electronic health record systems. And so for the first time ever, it was federal law that health organizations had to digitize their health records. And unlike many other federal laws that, that have taken place, this one actually came with a budget. So as part of that High Tech Act, Congress had allocated $28 billion in incentives to help healthcare providers pay for the adoption of, of electronic health records. And so there was a massive push to digitize unthinkable amounts of health data. At the same time, uh, the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, uh, was also changing the way that, that health insurers were thinking about their business. Um, prior to ACA, uh, most claims could actually be denied under the auspices of pre-existing conditions. And the Affordable Care Act got rid of the ability for insurance companies to do that. And so overnight, insurers went from being adversaries working against their members' claims to being partners in their members' health care. As it turns out, only 5% of the patients consume 50% of the medical spend. And so it became a big data problem for health, for health insurance payers to identify those people and then engage with them in meaningful ways to begin to drop the, the amount of spend down. Um, we spend over 20% of the U.S. gross domestic product on healthcare. If healthcare, the amount that we spend in the U.S. on that were an economy, that would be the sixth largest country in the world. Wow. So the, the need to fix this problem is very present. And the third piece to what was happening a decade ago is our bodies began to produce a tremendous amount of data. Everybody started to wear Fitbits. The FDA approved the first subdermal continuous glucose monitor, which began transmitting data. Implantables and swallowables began producing a lot of information. So we had this gigantic uh, creation of, of healthcare data that took place really within a, a year. Um, and at the same time, uh, cloud technology suddenly became viable as a means of consuming, storing, and acting upon previously unthinkable amounts of data. And so when we saw that confluence of events, the, the perfect storm, if you will, uh, we, we decided that it was time to start a company that could take advantage of that digitized health record, take advantage of changes in the insurance industry, take advantage of the amount of data that our bodies were beginning to produce and leverage the cloud to make meaningful ways of helping the healthcare industry move forward. And that was the genesis of Cloudicity. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I know you touched on it a little bit that I did as well too when I read your bio. Could you drill down a little bit deeper and tell us a little bit more about Cloudicity and exactly what you all are doing and how you serve the clients you work with? Yeah, so Cloudicity is a managed services, managed compliance and managed security partner for healthcare organizations who wanna take advantage of cloud technologies. When we started the company a decade ago, the idea that you would put healthcare data in the cloud was just unthinkable. And so we, from day one, we, we had to focus very heavily on the security and compliance aspects of the business because healthcare as, as, is a highly regulated industry subject to a number of, of very intense regulations 
specified by HIPAA, by high tech and other regulations as you move outside of the United States. And so focusing on that was, was critical. The healthcare industry itself is, is uh, not, not just on paper, a, a, a regulatory heavy industry, but, but it's actually a, a strong target for hackers. If you think about the information that is held in a health record, it's everything about you. It's your name, any variations on your name, your social security number, your current address, any prior addresses you've ever lived at, uh, your next of kin, so various family members and all of their information. Hackers love that stuff. And so while the average social security number or credit card number sells anywhere between 50 cents and $2 on the black market, the average health record sells for $75. And so if you can affect a breach and pull out a few hundred thousand or even a, a few million health records, you can see why that, that's a financially attractive target. And so security and compliance are, are top of mind for us. One of the differences between managing cloud technology versus physical servers that might sit in a data center is that if, if you manage a data center, you've got to send a lot of people in because there are a lot of servers that need racking and a lot of screens that need watching, a lot of keyboards that need typing on. The difference with cloud is that everything that you can do physically in a data center, you do virtually in the cloud. And so managing cloud is not necessarily an exercise in how many people can I throw at the problem, but it's an exercise in what kind of software can I write to manage this environment. And so we've taken what was uh, inherently a, a people or a headcount oriented business, and we've re-envisioned it as a software business. And so at Cloudicity, we wrote a platform, Cloudicity Oxygen. Uh, to this day, we still contribute somewhere between 30,000 and 50,000 lines of code a month. So it, it's an ever evolving and growing platform, but it manages the vast majority of the managed services, managed security and managed compliance that we provide for our, our healthcare clients. And so we've got a highly efficient business that delivers a tremendous amount of fidelity and predictability and speed in, in ways that, that other companies hadn't quite yet gotten to when we started the company. And so that's our, our key differentiator and how we think about helping the healthcare industry. And what that does is that frees our clients from that sort of day-to-day -day management uh, of, of their technology that they used to have to do that was actually distracting from uh, applying their brain power to the core business or, or, or healthcare problems that our clients are really trying to solve. And so we, we unleash them from day-to-day -day management activities and free them to do the things that they do faster and better than, than they could before working with Cloudicity. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I want to ask you for what I call your secret sauce, and it could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both. And you might've already touched on this, but what is something you feel like sets you apart and makes you unique? So ultimately it's the team that we have. And there are two aspects to that. One is our team lives around a singular mission. And that's to help every human on earth get healthier through the work that we do. And so we all coalesce around that and we all live that and we think it every minute of every day. And we, we, we have an incredibly focused team that has coalesced around a mission to make tangible and measurable and real improvements in people's lives. And we do that through a very defined culture. And so quite some time ago, we, we brought in some outside consultants, not to help us define what our culture should be, but we had a team that was operating exceptionally well. So we brought in consultants to help us understand 
What is it? What are the shared values that make this team operate so efficiently with such a high degree of effectiveness? And so we were able to tease out a set of cultural principles that we share amongst our team. And we were able to codify that and communicate it and train for it. And we hire for culture uh, on rare occasion. If we have to, we fire for culture. But having that shared mission and having a team of absolutely committed, fanatically committed people who live a core set of values together is really the secret sauce that makes Clubticity effective. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? The most important thing I think that I can do is to model the behavior that I'd like to see across the team. And so I make sure that I get paid less than everybody else on the team. I make sure that I'm up working before anybody else is up. I'm up working before any, after everybody else is done. Even down to we have to, uh, anybody technical on our team has to share a, a week of being on call for emergency calls from customers. And I'm still in the rotation. so. I still get paged at 3 a.m. for technical customer problems. You have to model what you want your team to do, and you have to show that you're willing to do the hard work and sit instead of looking over everybody's shoulders. You got to be in the trenches working shoulder to shoulder with people. Nice. Absolutely appreciate that hack. And, and so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. You can't be great at everything. In fact, really, it, the older I get and the longer I do this, I recognize that I'm better off picking just a few things that I know I'm good at and focusing on those. And recognize and admit with no embarrassment the deficiencies, the things that I'm not great at. And there are many, many things I'm not great at. And when you do that, you can begin to surround yourself with people that are really great at the things that you're not great at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I now wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Jerry, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means to lead with humility. Being a CEO is hard and for, for, for a number of reasons, primarily because when you take the CEO role seriously in terms of taking on the accountability of achieving a mission and taking on the responsibility of the team of people that have signed up to work with you to achieve that mission, that, 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 that responsibility can be burdensome to know that there are, you know, dozens or perhaps hundreds of people whose mortgage payments and car payments and tuition payments rely on every decision that you make. That, that, that's, that's a, if, if you take your, your job seriously and you really care about the people that, that have signed up to work with you, that, that, that's a burdensome position. I definitely appreciate that definition, that perspective. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I, and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Absolutely. If anybody is ever interested in sharing tips and tricks or just having 
conversation. Uh, if you're a current CEO or an aspiring CEO, I love to mentor to the extent that I have time. So, or if you're in the healthcare industry and you're interested in learning more about Cloudicity, uh, you can always reach me personally. It's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y at Cloudicity.com. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much again, Jerry. We will definitely have the links and information in the show notes. And I appreciate that the mentorship and the words of wisdom and advice that you gave to us as well, too. I appreciate all the awesome impact that you're making in so many different fields and on so many different lives. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.